How you doing? You're with Cameron here on 2VM and great news if you're a fan of the RM Williams Outback magazine. The December-January edition is out now and I'm here speaking to the editor-in-chief, Mark Muller. How are you going, Mark? Good, Cameron. Hope you're well, mate. Hope everybody listening is well. I'm good, I'm good. Are you looking forward to Christmas? I am. Yep. I am. I actually haven't seen my parents in oh, nearly a year because they live down at the bottom of South Australia. Oh, okay. The past year has been what it's been, but mm-hmm. they're actually going to come up to town and um, and spend a few days with us. So I'm looking forward to that very much. Oh, that's good. They obviously opened up the borders then in South Australia. They have. They have. They'll let. Uh, they'll let us through. So mum and dad are only ten minutes over the border down in the bottom of South Australia. Yeah. Um, outside of Panola. And regular readers of the magazine will be pleased to know that the Outback magazine is back in Australian hands. That must be good news. Pretty good. Well, yes, indeed. R. M. Williams has been. Bought by the Forrest family, um, Andrew and Nicola Forrest have yep. picked up the business after six years under the stewardship of you know, Louis Vuitton, <clears throat> during which time the value of the business doubled. They sunk a fair bit of money into the place, including putting a second line into our Adelaide boot room, so we're making, you know, have the capability to make nearly twice as many boots down in South Australia. And that also means that um, Outback Magazine, RM Williams Publishing, is, uh, is, is a, was a part of that deal. We're a separate business, but wholly owned. Yep. And so... <coughs> Excuse me. That's uh, that's part of it. I tell a little bit of that story in uh, in the up close section of this issue. Just some of the you know the, the thoughts of of the forests on on buying this you know great Australian band brand. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, loved it since they were both of them young. Both of them you know, grew up in in the bush. Andrew in station country of Western Australia, and Nicola out in the central west of New South Wales, between Wellington and Dubbo. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's a good thing. Oh, that is very good. And um, somebody's love of animals has uh, manifested in turning his camel farm into a uh, burgeoning agricultural industry. That's, uh, um, yeah, Summerland Camels. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really interesting show, you know. There's uh, uh, a camel dairy and, <coughs> and that's uh, the camel milk particularly that that um, that Paul Martin is, is looking to, to utilise. It's... Uh, a very very healthy sort of milk. Lactose intolerant people can use camel milk, for example. Yep. And you'll get uh, about six and a half litres of milk over two cents um, with you know the average sort of the camels that he's got. That's his average yield. Mm-hmm. And he's got about eight hundred strong um, the herd. So much like milking cows, they'll put them into milking machines and they'll do you know a row of ten camels at a time, ten to fifteen minutes for every ten camels, and and through the day they go. They um you know, they make cheese, um, also very good for skin conditions. Indeed, you know, people get into it where you know, eczema and whatnot. Rub a bit of camel milk or camel milk um, derived products onto onto mm-hmm. eczema, and it seems like it clears it up. So, you know, there's a lot of camels in Australia, far too many. You know, millions of wild camels roaming out the bush. So anything we can do um, to Paul's mind to actually utilise the resource. Yep. and find alternate uses of it rather than just sort of, you know, shooting camels and letting them rot, and you know, that has to happen, yeah. um, is, is going to be a good thing. Certainly is. And also, the uh, Mallee region is getting a, a full expose with a team of photographers that went there, and obviously the scenery took their hearts and also the hard-working people there as well. Yeah, indeed. That's our, that's our photo essay. Um, this issue is a, a book that's just been published called um, The Mallee by collective of photographers, including mm-hmm. a couple of long-term contributors to Outback magazine in the form of 
Andrew Chapman and Melanie Faith Dove, both of whom have done a lot of wonderful work for us. Andrew, um, people might remember, particularly for his work, you know, the Shearer and, and Woolsheds, where he's just had this, this long-term love of, of, of that part mm-hmm. of the country and the enterprises that go on there. And this then has become a, a broader exercise in celebrating the Mallee. The Mallee's not a forgotten region, of course, because anybody who you know, lives there knows about it and, yep. and people who, who travel through it know about it. You know, cropping wool. It's uh, it's it can be hard country for Mallee. Yeah. And uh, and the Australian poet John Shaw Nielsen moved to the Mallee from Panola, where I'm from, um, in the middle of last century. He described the land as being full of buckshot and sorrow because it was pretty hard country to get from you know to get a living out of. And there were soldier settlers who went into that country, and the blocks they got were too small, and it was hard to to make a crust. But mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on there now, including, as I say, a, a vibrant cropping industry and a wool industry and, and all of these gorgeous little towns. And so this photo essay is a celebration of the Mallee, both in its its own sort of austere beauty and, and the people and the places and the characters. And it just goes to show how lively country can be. Yes. And a couple of good photos. And one of my favourite photos in the whole issue, actually, is, on, is in this photo essay. Oh, that's cool. Where the Stokes family who live at the... Um, Nullarwell General Store and Takeaway. There's four siblings. Yep. And one daughter, you know, one, one of these girls is holding this cat and she's laughing as the cat's giving her a lick and her brothers and sisters are sitting around behind her in front of their little takeaway store. And there's just this, this lovely sense of, of life and vibrance mm. and, and sibling rivalry in the photo that I think is great. And there's another cracker of a photo at the Monangatang uh, Hotel before, um, before race day and it's just packed with people. And, you know, you see that these places are vibrant and alive, mm. and that's part of what we want to celebrate, of course, yep. um, in all of the work we do with Outback Magazine. And there's also been some devastating fires in Malacuda, but that hasn't stopped the uh, abalone harvesting. Yeah, that's right. You know, Malacuda on the um, on the south coast of Victoria, people might remember those photographs of the, you know, the Navy ships evacuating people from the beach at Malacuda. Um, gosh, it's uh, nearly 12 months ago now. How much has gone on in these past 12 months? But mm. we're facing those terrible fires back then. But there's been uh, a strong and vibrant abalone industry in Malakuta for a very long time. Um, you know, in the late 1950s, it was just a little farming and fishing village, but then uh, you know, surrounded by massive forests. Um, and then people started diving for, for abalone, this mm-hmm. you know, little, little shellfish. And it was, it was a fairly wild sort of a show back in the day. And more regulated now and a lot safer now and it's the history story in this issue just looking at the at the history of the Malakuta abalone industry uh, mm. and you know it's just <laughs> there's a it's, it's, it's a tough job but yep uh, but, but rewarding if you, you know, like 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 abalone yeah. it's, it's, it's a rare treat no doubt no worries and can you give us a little sneak peek sneak peek on uh, what's been happening with the next issue or well, <clears throat> yes, we're busy working on that right now. Oh, okay. Um, and indeed, the Outback story, <clears throat> which is the main story in, in each issue, is on, is on exports, you know, Australia's export industry. You know, timely, of course, with uh, everything that's going on with our, you know, the trade relationships with China. So basically, we took the view that if you grow it, dig it up or make it, and then send it offshore... Mm-hmm. Who's doing what? Where? Sending it to whom and how? Um, yep. you know, Mining is obviously a big part of that. Agricultural commodities are a large part of that. 
and uh, education, for example, is another by a large part of our what's regarded as our as our, as our export of schools. And you know, there's a lot going on, and we, as we always do, wanted to try and find people who are tackling their adversity with a sense of positivity and mm-hmm. and see that it's not all grim. Obviously, there's a lot of tough stuff going on now. Yeah. Um, with, with particularly exports into China, but we we do a lot more than just export to China, and people are are adapting and moving forward. And so that's going to be the main story in the February-March issue. We go to press on uh, the 13th or 14th of January with that one. And this December-January issue, which is out right now, will be on sale until the end of January, with yep. this gorgeous little Kelpie pup on the front cover. It's actually... Yeah, it looks very cute. It's selling its socks off. It's the best-selling, as far as news agencies go, the best-selling December-January issue we've had in the past three years. People might remember the, the Wild Bull Catcher cover mm. um, this time last year. Um, with Lockie McClymouth um, chasing a wild bull. People who have been watching um, Outback Ringer on the ABC might have come across Lockie since then. Anyway, that sold pretty well for us. Indeed, that's sold out now. Yep. And, uh, and as it turns out, <coughs> Boog is the name of this little puppy on the front cover of this issue. Yep. Boog is, uh, is giving Lockie a run for his money, so that's good. That's awesome. No worries. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today, Mark Muller, and uh, all the best with the next issue. Thank you very much, Cameron, and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Merry Christmas.